0: The Big Rick Podcast, the best of the biggest interviews from Big Rick in the morning on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com.
1: Hey, it's Russell Dickerson calling in, baby.
0: Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing?
1: So good. How you feeling?
0: I'm, You know, if I was any better, Russell, I'd be twins right now. <laughs> hey, where are you waking up this morning? Ooh. Let me look. <laughs> All right. This is the beauty of live radio. He's, he's got to look it up real quick. Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, man, that's a great place. I, I, I've been oh, down yeah. in that neck of the woods. Really nice folks down there, too. Yes, um, yes. So, hey, I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, um, but, man, I've been a fan of yours for like two or three years now. I, I kind of discovered you a little while back when you followed me on Twitter. Really like your stuff. And uh, in that time, you've scored two number one hits, uh, yours and Blue Tacoma. Uh, wanted to tell you a quick story, if you don't mind, would that be okay? Yes. Absolutely. So when I worked at it in Boise, Idaho, last year at KIZN, uh, your uh, your record label sent us Blue Tacoma uh, cookies, and uh, I'm telling you, those were the most delicious cookies I've ever eaten in my life. Yes. So, th- th- uh, that. <laughs> yeah, and 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 they were like literally blue Tacoma trucks too. I mean, they, they, they were ridiculously awesome. So anyways. oh yeah,
1: they were they were like the perfectly iced, like like windshield and everything. Yeah, those were
0: amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my program director had him in his office. He's like, hey, have a cookie, and uh, you know, like fifteen minutes later, I had like four of them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well hey man i want to talk about some of these singles of course uh, uh you know a very popular story with the song yours your wife kaylee helped you film that uh in a rainstorm is is that correct is, is am i getting that correct
1: yeah so we at the time had nothing going on we had no record label no money no budget no nothing mm-hmm. and it just got to the point where we were like well you know, if we're not going to, if nobody's going to help us out, we're going to do this on our own. So me and my manager started our own little record label. And then Kaylee, my wife, shot this music video. And that video was the first thing to ever, like, pop off for me. Like, mm. it caught on. The song started catching on. Um, you know, the comments started rolling in. Like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be our wedding song. And, you know, it just kind of after that was, was just a, a, I don't know, it was yeah. a crazy storm.
0: well you, you caught some great scenery of course the rain was was re- a really cool aspect of the video uh but but the song is really good too uh talk about that song really quick M- maybe the story behind it if you have one for us
1: yours yes yes yeah and so uh I wrote this after we got married and I wrote it with uh two of my best friends from Belmont um so like that was only the second song we ever wrote together, though. So really? I've been songs, yeah, I've been writing songs for, you know, three years in Nashville. Um, you know, nothing really going on, nothing really catching on, taking off. And so uh, finally got with like, my best friends, And I was like, all right, guys, like, I think, you know, we should write together. And it was in that moment that the second song we wrote together was yours. And I was like, okay, well, we found the magic here. Yeah. And... And so, yeah, I think it was just because, you know, I I would have to introduce myself to everyone every time I wrote with them, like a new person, a new person. But then when I got with, like, some of my best friends, it was just, like, able to be open and honest, and they knew me and my wife's story, um, you know, from, from before it even started.
0: Yeah. Uh, real quick before we move on to, to the next question, you know, that video yours, you yours, do you know what iconic video that reminds me of from the 90s? Can, can you take a what? guess? Uh, Matchbox 20s, 3 a.m. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because, okay. you know, it's Rob Thomas, like, walking through wherever he's at. I, I don't know where he yeah. was at in that video. But uh, it, it when I first saw it, it just reminded me of that. So I've always had that stuck in my mind every time I see that video on CMT. So great. Yes, brilliant, yes. Yeah. Uh, g- great job on that song. Of course, Blue Tacoma also hit number one last year. Uh, and you've got this song, Every Little Thing, hanging out in the top 10 right now. And I mean, it's getting a ton of spins. I mean, I hear it everywhere. Uh, it, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I, I think it's going to go number one, buddy. I'm going to call it right now.
1: Heck yeah man thank you so what's what what's go three for
0: three yeah three for three which uh you know you're you're kind of on that same kind of role at the beginning of you know everything getting big for you kind of like a guy you're turning with right now thomas red you know he kind of started out that way so i think you're following down that path you've got the same mojo yes,
1: yes indeed i receive it
0: yeah uh so so tell us about every little thing what you know for for the listeners who may have heard the song but don't really know the story behind it or what the song is about, describe it to them and and tell us the story behind it too
1: totally I mean because everybody usually asks like how does the songwriting process work and, like it's different every single time, but like for this one that just started off uh we were in the room and I just started whistling that little the little intro like yeah the- yeah, and my producer was like, "Hey, whoa, whoa!" He's like, "Record that real quick," and so we did that, and then we put like a banjo on top of it, mm-hmm. and just kind of built the built the song around that little that little signature lick right there, and that was the ended up being the verse melody, and so then when it came came time for the chorus, like you know, or the whole overarching idea of the song, I just kept singing like, "Every little thing about your love," like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and and. So then we just started to like dissect all the cute little things that like my wife does and our our spouses do. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like like she's Seattle and Sonoma. She runs on coffee and red wine. Yeah. So you know, just like just cute little things like that that we plug in lyrically to you know bring bring that song to life.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, I follow you on Instagram uh, and and Twitter too. I don't see you much on Twitter anywhere, but I I know I see you on Instagram a ton. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I can really tell that you and your wife adore each other.
1: We do. We really do.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) she she seems like uh, your rock. Like, you know, I see the post with her on the road with you. I mean, just tell us what life is like right now with her on the road with you, too.
1: Well, first of all, she's been on the road with me since day one. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as soon as, since we got engaged, she's been out with me. And, uh, she she grew up with five older brothers and they all played travel soccer. So she was basically bred for this life
0: in the van at
1: first, you know. So yeah. she would she would help drive the van, she would she would uh sell the merch while we played, she would take the pictures for anybody who came by and wanted a picture after the show, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, it's just like it's it's such a team effort and it still is. And she's still out here supporting me and um you know now, even we, that we have a bus and we have everybody to do everything out here, so yeah. it's like she just still wants to be here and support so it's like without her, yeah, she's definitely my rock so H-
0: how bad. long how long have you guys been together? uh we've been together
1: I think almost ten years, but we've wow. been
0: we've been married for six, so I'm gonna ask you maybe kind of a personal question, but it's not too personal you know okay. what, what What was the moment? Where were you when you first laid eyes on your wife?
1: Um, When we first, we actually don't remember meeting because like I was dating, I was dating somebody else. She was dating somebody else. Like we had such like a big friend group that like, you know, we would all be hanging out. We would all be, you know, it was like, it was just kind of this weird, like meshing together as like friends first. And then we ended, we both, you know broke up with who we were with and one night at like a graduation party we were on the side of this house and it was kind of one of those like she was like are you going to kiss me or not moment
0: oh and okay
1: so i did and that was the uh that was the beginning of it all
0: how nervous were you
1: oh definitely
0: nervous <laughs> for sure well she seems like a sweetheart uh i i'm glad for the both of you and all the success you've been having lately let's talk about this past year 2019's been huge for you You got an iHeart Radio nod. You got an ACM nod for was it Song of the Year?
1: Yeah, Song of the Year.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how how flooring is that? Like, what what? How does your body, your mind, your heart? How does that feel when you find out that you've been nominated for an ACM award?
1: Man, it makes me it makes me like stand up a little taller, honestly, because I'm like this is my first single to ever go to radio and my first single got nominated for song of the year. Yeah. Like, like that was such a proud moment for us because like for so long, we wrote, it was four years almost to the day, uh, from when we wrote the song to when it went number one. Mm -hmm. And then it was, it was five years when we were nominated for ACM song of the year. So, Like in our in our minds and hearts this whole time we knew that this was a ginormous, massive number one song of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so so five years later for all of that to come to fruition was like this kinda not like I told you so, but kinda like I told you so to ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you got good instincts, you guys you know, you know what a hit sounds like and it just it it, it was the most one of the most gratifying things
0: of my career so far what was life like before three years ago because i mean i i know that you've been at this for quite a while uh you've been around town and what i mean by town is nashville for quite a while i mean what what was life like before all the success you've been having
1: i mean i I was still touring i was just like i want to get out there i want to play as many shows as i can and Mm-hmm. Get this music out there cause I was, i mean, I've got videos of me playing yours to an empty field at some random college where mm-hmm. no one, no one could care.
0: Like, Has to be real know? humbling too, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, man, it's just always been the same mindset of just keep going. And even now at this point, we're in the same mindset of keep going, keep pushing. You know, just stay the course, keep going, keep pushing, man. And so, it was very different three years ago, though. Very, very
0: different. Well, the tour you're currently on, which is a very hot summer tour, by the way, comes to the KFC Yum! Center in Louisville in just a couple of weeks. I, I think I'm going to go backstage and say hi to you there, by the way. Yeah, can, can, Can't wait to finally meet you. But uh, talk about this tour you're on. Not only do you have Thomas Rhett, who is a terrific songwriter in his own right, but you got his dad on tour with you, who is also a tremendous song, songwriter. He, he probably walks to the mailbox and just picks up checks every day. Uh, (laughs) and then of course Dustin Lynch is also very accomplished he's been at this a long time talk about what it's like to work with all those guys yeah man like you said
1: everyone's kind of vetted in their own in their own lane out here and uh, I just love soaking in any and every you know I watch I watch Dustin set I watch Thomas Rett set and you know how he interacts how Thomas interacts with the crowd and you know what makes the crowd go crazy or like Mm -hmm. you know and even you know they're out here writing songs all the time, too. And so I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, taking notes there of, you know, even when you're out here, keep writing, keep grinding, and, yeah. you know, big, thing, big things are going to happen.
0: Well, one thing I've noticed about you, your work, even although I've never seen you live, I, I've watched some of your videos, I've followed you for a long time. What, what I really like about you that's very similar to Thomas is you connect with your fans. Like, you build an emotional yeah. connection with the audience, uh, talk about how important that is nowadays to be all, more authentic than ever I, I mean I feel like music has really gone that direction the last few years
1: yeah I mean it's like anything any anything you release has to be real I think you know it mm-hmm. has to be the most real um, because you know if it's not they'll find out via Instagram <laughs> or' they'll, you know it's like yeah and it's so much easier to just be yourself and not have to put on this like fake anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely aren't fake, Russell. I'm telling you. I, I can just tell <laughs> you're, you're one of the few. And there are some out there who you, you're just kind of like, eh, I don't think that's the real them. You know, they're kind of right, putting on yeah. a show. I so, try
1: to keep it real, baby.
0: Yeah. Uh, talk about the Opry. I mean, you've been there a few times. You were just there on the 26th, I think, in in Nashville there. Well, what's it like to perform on the Grand Old Opry? I've never even been there, by the way, so I kind of want to know what it's like.
1: Oh, man. before the first... My opera debut. I was just standing there on the side of the stage, and as they were introducing me, I was just crying. just like, it was so, it came at such a time of like, like man, like this is actually starting to happen after so long. Like it was such a monumental moment in my career. Mm-hmm. It was just like, thank God, like it's finally here. <laughs> and and so yeah, that was like that was my debut experience. It was just like so emotional and
0: yeah. all that. So, yeah. Was it was it more relief or elation that you were there?
1: Oh, yeah. elation, completely. Yeah, of just like, I mean, part relief, not relief, but just like, dang, like this is actually starting to happen. Holy cow, mm-hmm. this is getting real.
0: Yeah, I'm here. So,
1: yeah, I'm yeah. here. Finally. It really,
0: it just, yeah, it's like a huge milestone.
1: <laughs> yeah, in a you know in a country career. Yeah.
0: So well, I, I think that over the last couple of years, you definitely have made a great reputation, not only in Nashville, but with country radio. Uh, you know, the validation is there as a songwriter and an artist. So congratulations on all your success. But I have to ask you, you know, you've had a terrific 2019. Uh, what's the biggest lesson you've, you've learned in 2019 that you maybe hadn't learned in the past as an artist?
1: Um, probably that everybody, everybody's story is different. Like, everybody's past. Mm -hmm. different you know and you can't you can't look I can't look at Thomas Rhett's path and how he got to where he is and and expect my path to be exactly that you know yeah and then like I have to I have to be confident in the decisions that I'm making right now to know that you know even though this doesn't look like someone else's path you know that this is mine and it's going to be you know we're going to get to where we're where our dreams are that's you know headlining and Playing stadiums and arenas and all
0: of that. You know that what you just said just kind of reminds me of somebody, uh, Walker Hayes. You know he's yeah. he's. I mean, I think he's been in Nashville like twenty years. I could be right. wrong about that, but it feels like that. He worked yeah. at Costco for a little bit before he kind of, you know. made a search a couple of years ago so I mean you're right everybody's path is is totally different there well uh, final question what's next for you heading into 2020 you know you guys are gonna I think wrap up in Nashville very soon with the very hot summer tour what's the winter and and heading into 2020 is gonna be like for you
1: man we are we're in full uh full album mode we've got we've got six songs that Mm. are uh we're still we're still working on in the studio um and then uh, you know you got to get you got to get photos and videos and all that lined up. So we're we're focused on well, first we're focused on uh, every little thing making it all the way to the top.
0: Yeah, and then
1: album two is uh, full speed ahead, man! New music coming out next year.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, really quick, uh, I've I've always had a pretty good relationship with Triple Tigers. I mean, they're they're yeah. awesome, a great label, and yeah, you, great. you've been with them for a little bit. What's it like to work with those folks?
1: man it's it's such a small label so i get all of the little intricate hmm. attention that i need as a new artist to take my career to the next level you know it's not it's not a huge it's not a huge huge label of like oh well you know we gave this single x amount of weeks that's all we had planned out for you sorry buddy you know song yeah. didn't make it and that's just like not a mindset with Triple
0: Tigers. You know, the business really is changing in that regard. i mean, I think the. I think these. Uh, you know, like companies like Big Machine, for example, they're figuring out having smaller imprints that can do that type of what, like what you're talking about, have more service to artists and, and give them a better chance yes. to to get their stuff out there. I think that's the model it's going to. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. And you know, I feel like I feel like we're the pioneers of, of that. I mean. Well, there's there's Aldine with Broken Bow, and mm-hmm. you know, there's just like so many great examples of you know, it, a song can be a hit if you give it an, the attention and love that it needs, mm-hmm. and and so many labels are just like, well, no, the uh, the spreadsheet here says that we only have till the third quarter to get this single up the charts, and that uh, you know what I mean. It's like what. Yeah, oh, this is music, man.
0: It's more than just being a number nowadays, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah and that's what that's why I love my
0: label. Well, uh, Russell, you, you're doing wonderful, man. Uh, I just can't you know congratulate you enough on your success. I think there's going to be more of it. Every little thing's going to go number one, man. It, it's just a the moment I heard that tune, I'm like, yeah, that's going number one. And normally, From your
1: lips to God's ears, baby.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll we'll see that happen. Hopefully it hits number one by the time I meet you, and then I can take credit for it. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Just teasing you. Well, uh, go listen to Russell's album, yours. The latest single is Every Little Thing Anywhere Music is Sold, and Russell Dickerson, thank you so much for being on with us this morning, and I can't wait to see you uh, here in a couple weeks in Louisville.
1: Yes, sir. It's going to be Liddy Committee.
0: Thanks for listening to the Big Rick Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard.